Die hack at the OCPW, the bond market collapse. Amazon is increasing its minimum wage and Jules Hannaford on living in Hong Kong. This is today's episode of Hof Profit. So check it out, hofprofit.com slash podcast. And don't forget to share, like, retweet, leave your completely free review, take a subscription and send me a tweet on at Lodewijkhof about what you think about it. Welcome my friends, it's already the last week of the show and first comment if I look at how the plays are going in the downloads and I can see definitely it's going up dramatically. So that's great. More and more audience, more and more people in. Um, let's begin with the latest news. The OCPW was hacked by the Russian military intelligence service GRU, which is basically the military version of the KGB. Well, actually, the KGB is now called FSV. New name, same friendly old service. I think it's just a gimmick thing that the KGB so far, we need a new, more friendly name. And by the way, if you ever travel to Russia, then you are in contact with the FSV because they are also doing the security checks on the airports. So, and they're Russian hackers and they kicked out of the Netherlands and there was a big press conference in the United Kingdom, the US and the Netherlands about this. And it's interesting to see that at the, at the same day they are all holding press conferences, filing complaints, and well, let's face it, I can understand from every sp- uh, spooks organization that they hack the OCPW. I would do if I was running a um, secret service, I would go after it because there are s- s- things that you want to know. You want to know how it's going with the chemical weapons in Syria. You want to know how the how this is going. You want to have insight on it, and it is the reason that the Chinese have a special delegation in the Hague for the OCPW. So it's not that we should be surprised. I mean, there are a few facilities in the Netherlands that I assume are going to get hacked pretty often. OCPW is one, the International Criminal Court is one. Then we have Urenco and Almelo, which is of global importance in the energy world. So just to name a few, well, I would add Skipple to it, and well, we have a nuclear power plant, you can also add it. It's mere common sense goals, and I think that every self-respecting secret service should do it. And it's interesting to see what happened on a PR perspective, because they all went now on Russia, the relationship between the West and Russia is not going that great, which basically means that we are now pushing Russia once again, deeper in the hands of China and India, so... From a geopolitical issue, it is uh, not really smart. And now I'm just thinking, what are Russia going to do? They are really offended. They got big issues against it. What are they going to do? I mean, and, and then I don't talk about the belongings of those people who are diplomats and were taken by the Dutch government. So the Dutch government takes property from diplomats. Hmm, not really a great idea. And so what I'm now thinking is just what's going to be the response? Because they're going to do something. But what are you going to do? And I would assume that if Russia really want, they have the opportunity to really hurt Europe and the United States and simply stop selling its uranium, then basically we are having no electricity and half of the electricity in the US is nuclear power. So basically the light goes out. And it is something that we need to focus on and think about. I know it's tough and people are not really happy with it. Well, then 
I have a quick chat about the bond market. And the bond market in India dried up. There is no more money. Uh, companies are no longer issuing debt papers. And it is a problem because this emerging market has atomic weapons. Over a billion people are living there. And it's extremely likely that the government will interact in it. And by doing so it will limit trade and free trade. And unfortunately, India is not standing alone. If you look at in Italy, the 19th economy, uh, 19th economy of the world, there you see 10-year uh, interest rates on Italian government paper is increasing. You see there's more and more. You see that the shares are going down, and you see. And now comes the thing that why this matters. This happened before. When it happened before, Lehman, it was after the collapse of Lehman Brothers. So, literally, banks were collapsing at the dozens. Just remember the Northern Rock thing. Uh, remember the Landsbanki and the iSafe bank which collapsed. So, all those banks were down and took it on. And I, am, I must admit that I expect this to happen once again. It is not something I look forward to. I'm not saying this because I like it. I like to share more great ideas and great perspectives. I mean, but... This is what we need to, to think about. We need to think about what we're gonna do. Is your bank? How long can you survive if, if the bank goes out? So it is something, and people are failing to know. Just they say, well, it's only the emerging markets and our relative small bonds markets, but there is a high risk that it will contaminate and happen in other markets. And don't forget that when Italy breaks up, their banks are in big financial problems. They are basically insolvent, and those banks. Are and I expect at least are very likely to break up the euro, and that will mean a big collapse in the European Union. So it's all really not really looking that great, but it are the things that we need to chat about and the things that you can prepare for. So I strongly suggest get the 2080 version of the gold report, it's on hofprofit.com, and then you have a high chance if you own it to make a 20% gain. So I'm not sure if you like that, but I assume you like 20% gains. If not, well, then. I like them and all the listeners love to making some money but you will have to pay tax upon your money but that's to change you can save on your tax pay no tax completely legal start earning more money so you can take care for your beloved ones so you can travel visa free get yourself the tax-free passport get yourself the starting point to a tax-free lifestyle a lifestyle which is an ultimate freedom. Hofprofit.com slash passport. I say Hofprofit.com slash passport. European Union imposed completely global covering privacy laws. So it's the highest time for you to be transparent. Unless you want to pay a 20 million euro fine. And yes, the European Commission is on a witch hunt. So get ready. So check out GDRP compliance course on Hofprofit.com slash GDRP. That's Hofprofit.com slash GDRP. We are living in a tremendous time. Never it has become so easy to become the next millionaire. If it's become the next self-made millionaire by selling your home or your business or by constantly and ongoingly do moving towards the great glorious millionaireship, you can do it also. It just commits hard work, training, commitment and honesty. Visit hofprofit.com millionaire for the millionaire report and join the queue on the highway to success. WordPress offers you many great opportunities to build a great website, webshop and spread your message. If it's your blog, your, your desire to become financially independent, WordPress is there for you to help you. WordPress has many hidden, hidden features no one knows. So visit hofprofit.com slash WordPress for the WordPress training menu. Social media is here. 
Facebook, Snapchat, Twitter, Weibo, Blogging, LinkedIn, Swan, Google+. But how to use them in your advantage? Get yourself the social media export course. It's the smart point to use all social media in your advantage without burning all your time. Hofprofit.com slash SMM. I say Hofprofit.com slash SMM. The Brexit is here. Article 50 is triggered. The talks are going on. Unprecedented change will happen. We know this. We know things for certain. The Brexit is a profit maker. At least if you are open for making some money. Get yourself the profitable Brexit report. It explains how the Brexit could happen. The economic fundamentals. Finally, also a few great methods to make some money on the Brexit. So, are you a profit maker? Are you someone that's open-minded when it comes to making profits? Check hofprofit.com slash Brexit. The stock markets are heading towards record height. At the same time, the government spending is at all-time high with tax revenue going to all-time low. This means only one thing can happen. The complete system is gonna collapse. Stock markets and shares, bonds, mutual funds, it's all gonna go down the drain. So get ready, prepare yourself for the upcoming collapse and check the Survive the Collapse report. Hofprofit.com slash collapse. Recently Amazon announced it's gonna increase its min the minimum wage and this was after political pressure and a special act uh, issued by Bernie Sanders. And the idea is that if you are really rich and your company is, pro is making a lot of money, then you should pay your people a high salary. And this is just one of the things that you got from the terrible responsible capitalism act from Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren. And, and now the people are going, of Amazon uh, are going to get 15 bucks an hour, 50 dollars an hour. Well, sounds not too high in my opinion. But interestingly enough, Amazon is over half a million people. And if you look at Amazon, what they are doing, they break up markets. There are a lot of things in Amazon happening. You see that they are opening stores. But the interesting about an Amazon store, there are no employees. It's fully automated. In, in Shanghai, they are now experimenting with supermarkets who are completely done automatically. So. It is a really interesting thing what's happening. And what I think that's happening at the moment is that Amazon is trying to push its last competitors out of business. And then I mean the, the just the local shops, that is own local area customers, they can't afford this. So, so that's what's really going to happen. And you can criticize Amazon on everything that they are doing. But there's one thing that you should never forget. Amazon is built on the voluntarily and the fact that people are buying there with a free choice. They make a choice to buy at Amazon. If you don't like it, if everyone says we don't like Amazon, we stop buying, we don't take subscriptions for Amazon Prime, we cancel it, then they are out of business. It's your choice. And it will be no, so not surprise. I'm not a big supporter of the minimum wage. Actually, I'm strongly against it. And the reason is easy. Minimum wage is limiting the opportunity for the poorest people to work. And that's really terrible because we need those people to work and to sustain themselves in a decent manner. And things like a minimum wage are not contributing any value to this. And the problem that you see, especially in the United States, is the inflation. If you take an average American household only due to the Fed imposed inflation you need to burn you will burn another thousand bucks a year thousand dollars that you need to make somewhere most people are not having a most households even don't have a salary and income increase of thousand dollars a year so slowly on due to the monetary system and the policies we got 
the people, their food and their wealth is eaten away by central banks. And that's really terrible. It's something that we need to think about more and talk more about it. It's something that we, at least I think I can speak about it. Uh, well, then, it's time for today to have a quick chat. Uh, I had an interview with Jules Hannaford. Really Jules nice. is host of the Hong Kong Confidential Podcast. She lived there. She is an Australian woman. She ended up in Hong Kong, so that's interesting. She posted a book, um, Fool Me Twice, about how she is scammed into an online dating romance. And, well, it's interesting to see because and I'm a listener to her podcast, so I really I hope that you sign up to her podcast. And it's just an interesting and thing. And I, I should say, well, here is today's to exclusive interview. I have been for five years. So I realized that I wanted to do something and make my own podcast. So I started Hong Kong Confidential and I've had amazing guests. It's been such an, a wonderful journey. And I'm so inspired and I absolutely love it. I've got so much out of it. It's been brilliant. And what's, in your opinion, the biggest benefit of having your own podcast? I think really, well, hearing other people's stories and having them share their innermost secrets or their deepest, darkest journeys with me and sharing them with my listeners. And then that really actually inspired me to own my own story and uh, write a book about how I was scammed and injured while online dating. So I think having the podcast really inspired me to overcome the shame of what I'd been through and allowed me to be able to start writing the book and put it out there to help others not get caught in the same trap that I was. So it's really been inspiration on two levels. The people that I meet, and it's just opened up my world, but it's also inspired me to write my own book and share my secrets with the world in the hope of helping people not have it happen to them. Okay, so let's have a chat about your book. You were scammed by an online date. Yes. What happened? Well, in a nutshell, I was online dating and I was scammed um, by a guy that I met in Manchester. And I actually went to meet him. So I went to see him. So this is where my online scam story is a little bit different from many other people because most people don't actually meet their scammers and they end up parting with a lot of money and being absolutely duped and not realizing what's actually going on because they don't see the red flags and they get caught up in the romance of it all, which I completely understand because it happened to me. And the fact of the matter is it can happen to anyone. So I actually went to meet this guy in Manchester and he ended up conning me out of a significant amount of money and he and I was also injured in the process. He, he, smashed, me bet yeah, he smashed me between a door and a wall. So, Whoa. my book is called, yeah, so I was really lucky to escape with my life, actually, I think. Um, and it turned out, well, I don't want to give too much away because I'm hoping people will buy my book. It's called Fool Me Twice by Jules Hannaford and it's on Amazon. But this guy ended up being a, a career criminal. So, he had a rap sheet as long as my arm. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. So, what... How do you see that dating and guy in Manchester, UK? I mean, it's an 11-12 hour flight. Yeah, well, I'm a school teacher and I have holidays. My daughter's grown up and she's at university. 
and I, I'm single, obviously. So I decided that I would uh, take the risk and go over to meet him rather than continuing chatting online for a long time because I did realise that you can't really know somebody until you meet them. So it was kind of my philosophy to meet people as quickly as I could to work out whether I really did have feelings for them or not. But it actually turned out to be a huge mistake and I was lucky to survive. So is it, why is it not, was it not better for you to simply date a nice guy in Hong Kong? Well, that's one of my rules now is that I'm not to go and meet somebody from another country. <laughs> They've either got to come to me or I've got to find them in Hong Kong. Um, it's very hard. I'm in my 50s. I'm six foot tall and it's quite hard to find romance in Hong Kong or a partner in Hong Kong, especially because it's such a busy city where people work long, long hours and it's very fast-paced and it's quite difficult to get out and meet people. So, you know, I, I've been single I've been single for most of the time that I've been here and I still am, even though this dating scam thing happened eight years ago. Um, so I just, you know, but that's okay. I'm fine with it. I've learned a big lesson. I haven't given up hope of meeting the love of my life, but I'm not on such a desperate search for as I used to be. Okay, so you, if you look at Hong Kong and uh, just have a look at where it is, the, of course, now part of uh, the special administrative region of China. Yeah. How do you see the future of Hong Kong as a special administrative area? Well, my understanding is that Hong Kong was signed over to China in 1997, but there was a 50-year deal. So that I think China was kind of going to leave it to itself for 50 years. So I think we've got a good another, I can't do the maths, 25 years. Something like <laughs> Something that. Something like that, another 25 years of probably just carrying on as we are. I don't think that much has changed since uh, Britain gave Hong Kong back to China. I don't know whether in 25 years it'll change a lot, but my feeling is, my gut feeling, and this isn't based on anything much, is that China will probably leave it how it is because it's such a roaring economy that does such a great job in finance and tourism and trade. And, you know, it's the biggest free market economy in the world. And so I think that China will let it carry on as it is because why would you change something that's going so well? Well, uh, as a young person, I can say we are doing that in Europe, pretty much, and heading towards poverty. Right, yeah. So that's a shame. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that, it is. That's also one of the reasons that my company is incorporated in Hong Kong. Yes. And that when my freelance things are uh, done, I am uh, on the aircraft back to Asia. Yeah, because b being a free market economy, it means that the government really stays out of businesses, and so business can be businesses can be quite autonomous here in Hong Kong, and also the tax is so low. You know, we pay 15 to 18 percent tax in Hong Kong, so that's significantly lower than many other countries in the world. So, I can see why a lot of people would want to be here and set up a business or move here to work, because there are a lot of perks. Um, one of the great benefits, at least in my opinion, it is that everyone is there to work. We are not mocking, and <laughs> we're just all there, all in to make some money of each other. Yeah, I th and doing that, having fun. Yeah, I think everybody is here to work, and I think there's a great culture of of driving for success, but still 
having some fun and still, you know, enjoying life. So I think there's quite a nice balance here, although I do recognise that there are many other people in the finance industry and business that work much longer hours than I do as a teacher. So I can't really comment. But having said that, I, I teach full time and have a podcast and I've just written a book in six months. So <laughs> I've been pretty busy as well. <laughs> You're affected by it, by uh, high productivity and having fun. <laughs> um, I am affected by it. I, I got quite anxious. <laughs> it was very stressful and I found it quite hard to sleep. So I must say I'm very, very relieved that the book is done and I'm able to really enjoy the amazing feedback that I'm getting from people all over the world and people mm -hmm. contacting me saying that they had been scammed and after reading my book they realized they were being scammed and they blocked the person they were talking to so that's amazing to just make a difference even just to one person it's so cool uh, it's interestingly because mtv had a tv series called catfish just yeah yeah i know the, it. Uh, online sketch yeah yeah i mentioned <laughs> it in my book in fact neve shulman was yeah. catfish his film, Catfish, a documentary, came out in 2010, the same year that I was catfished. So this, the same year that I was scammed. So it's very interesting that his film came out at the same time. And there wasn't as much information in the media about dating scams back then as there is now. But still, there, you know, I think there's something like $20 million lost in Australia in the last a year or three years, I can't remember, but from dating scams. And it's a billion-dollar industry around the world. So even though there's more information and it, dating sites are taking precautions and they're sending out messages to people to beware and, and they're giving more warnings, but even despite all of that, it's still a very lucrative industry for the scammers. So I'm hoping my book will make a bit of a difference and help people to learn not uh, yeah not to let it happen to them well watch one that a podcast from the bbc where they were talking about criminals and they basically said from criminals are very good in one thing making money yeah it is said it said how they do it but they're so good at it and that's the thing that actually helped me when i wrote the book is i was able to look back over all the skype messages that i had with my scammer and I could actually see, in with hindsight, how he had scammed and manipulated me so well. And so I was able to see you know, that he really did do a very professional job on me, and I was able to forgive myself a little bit more. And I was able to understand how I was sucked in and duped by this guy. So it did make it a little easier for me to deal with the fact that I had been scammed and fooled and duped by this con man. Um, and I think the whole journey of writing the book was quite cathartic in the end and quite healing. Okay, so if you look at that, um, are you using things like Tinder for finding a man, your loved one for your life? Well, yeah, I'm on Tinder, but I'm not very committed to it. In fact, <laughs> I can't. In fact, I think the app's not working at the moment. It's asking for my phone number, and I don't really care. Uh, I don't. I don't really feel. <laughs> I'm open to still finding or meeting somebody, but I'm not chasing it like I used to. I have other priorities, and I think doing the podcast and writing the book and mm. focusing on my teaching career 
has helped me fill that hole a little bit. Do you know what I mean? Like I don't miss being, I don't miss having a partner as much as I used to perhaps because I guess I'm busier and being really more creative. So that helped a lot. Yeah, and I can, uh, what I can tell you, if you do your podcast on a daily basis, you will get a lot of people to know and the determination that you need to find a long-term relationship really goes down. <laughs> yeah, you, you think I'll meet someone <laughs> through podcasting. <laughs> well, let's say it like this. Uh, my podcast is on a daily basis. I interview a lot of international people from all yeah. over the world. And you see, it's like a few months ago, I interviewed Sean. He has a barbecue restaurant in the US and he's capable of making money with a barbecue restaurant for over a decade. Wow. Yeah, from San Diego, which is also high tax, a lot of government, regulation. So just you meet so many nice, great, inspirational people. And I mean, and that's so, like, yeah. yeah, that yeah. is so true. And the fact of the matter is I'm making new friends. I'm making connections in the podcasting world. It's a great tribe of people. I feel so supported from other podcasters around the world and making these connections is amazing. And that's really fulfilling. So I kind of feel like I'm filling a bit of a gap anyway. So if I don't meet the love of my life, then no problem. Who cares? <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> oh, I'm sure you'll find one. Yeah, well, maybe, but if not, yeah, never mind. <laughs> yeah, well, so read about the podcast. It is about uh, great people living in Hong Kong. Um, of course, I will link to the show in the show notes pages and also to your book on Amazon. But how do you see the, the future of your podcast? Um, I think my podcast is growing really well. I'm getting more and more, more downloads and listens. I'm getting people asking to be on the show. Uh, at the moment, I only do face-to-face -face interviews, so all of my interviews mm -hmm. are in Hong Kong. And I think that that works really well for me because I'm able to connect with my guests much more, I think, face-to-face, -face, and then I can really get into asking the deep and probing questions and really get them to open up, and I think that captures my audience. So that's really nice. And... I hope that it will continue to grow. I really want to stick with it and keep doing it. I, it would be great to get some sort of sponsorship and maybe make a little bit of money out of it because, as you would know, there's very little money, it seems, in podcasting until you hit the big time, and that's very hard to... Pardon? Is there money being made in podcasts? <laughs> I think there is at the top end, and I think there's something like... 250,000 podcasts on Apple on iTunes or something ridiculous so if you think about the percentage that make money it would be so small probably one or two percent um, so you know if I don't that's not why I got into it that wasn't my goal so that's really good if I don't make money that's fine but it'd be lovely if that happened and the other thing is uh, my book fool me twice I actually got the opportunity to pitch that as a podcast to Audible executives and 100 people at Pod Movement Festival in Philadelphia in July this year. So I'm wow. hoping I'm hoping to turn the book into an eight-part sort of true crime podcast series, something mm -hmm. along the lines of Dirty John. Have you heard of Dirty John? No, but it's more that I'm more into the geopolitics, business, and internet marketing. And okay. Media okay, right. Well, this is more I'm about scanning. Ten hours a day. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. So that's not in your wheelhouse, but maybe some no. of your listeners will like it. But 
Anyway, I'm hoping to turn um, my book into a true crime podcast and I'm just waiting to hear back from Audible executives as to whether they want to move forward with me. If they don't, I'll do it myself and put it on my network, network, which is Ozcast Network, based in Australia. So I was very lucky to be picked up by a network very early in Hong Kong Confidential. And uh, I've got a great working relationship with them, and it's really fab to be a part of a, an up-and-coming network in Australia. You know, they'd only been going for a year or so when I started with them. And... Um, they're great guys. They come from my hometown in Australia, which is Adelaide. So that's really a wonderful coincidence. And um, yeah, I'll put I'll put my podcast from my book on Ozcast if this deal doesn't come off with Audible. So that'll be cool. Just one thing for you to consider. Um, it's also the move I'm thinking about in my own podcast, and to bring it on radio because you see, the most people making a lot of money out of it, the one percent that other people were also on radio and have that distribution covered as well. So are you suggesting that I should pitch it as a radio program to radio stations? Yeah, or simply go to stations and say, I have some sponsorships, uh, I want one hour a weekend, put it on and I bring some money with me with you. Oh well, yeah, that's a good idea. Thanks for the tip. Yeah. Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> I'm now trying to figure out the same thing, but then in the United States, and then just grab the US at once, biggest yeah. market. Yeah, that'd be cool, wouldn't it, to get on the... Yeah, it's the biggest market for everything, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. 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 So... So just if you think about it, I mean, just go to an English-speaking radio station, and my understanding is, especially with networks, money talks. If you have some sponsorship of some people who can do great things... And if you wish, I can bring you in contact with some people of Finnair who gave me a corporate discount on my flight to Hong Kong. Oh, that's nice. Did you get yeah. Did you get that based on the fact that you have a podcast? No, uh, uh, when I started out my company, I, oh, uh, right, yes. uh, you write a business plan and it says, well, I'm going to fly 10 to 12 times a year to Hong Kong or Hong Kong and back. Which airliner wants me make a deal? Oh, so that's basically I contacted the, I talked with a few Hainan, uh, El Al and Finnair and Finnair offered me a ten percent discount on flights. Oh what a cool idea. That's very clever. Yeah, yeah I thought. That's Good really for nice. you. Yeah, that's yeah. great. And how long how long have you been podcasting? Um uh, since the twenty second of December I will hit a two year anniversary. Oh great. And do you so, you just have this podcast? Yeah, only this show and basically talking about how to make money and to take a look back at the news so don't from the day-to-day -day news what are the big global trends that we are seeing oh, okay cool so that's really interesting that you're talking to me because I'm doing all these things and not making money it's a shift away from your normal your normal thing but that's quite interesting because there, there's potential, you know, and actually, I, to be fair, my book is starting to make money because it's selling. So that's, yeah, that's great. And, and it can only yeah. go keep going. So that's really good. And to give you an idea, in, in today's episode, I have an interview about a uh, upcoming plan to invade Iran. Sorry, say that again. Oh, uh, in today's episode of my podcast, I got a great interview about uh, the upcoming invasion of Iran. Oh my gosh! Fantastic. Yeah. How do you, you how do you get find yeah. your guests? Do you just reach out to oh. them on Twitter? 
I reach out on Twitter, uh, I listen to a lot of podcasts, so one of the easy ways to get is just which podcast you're listening, uh, if people already are happy to go on a podcast, the chance is that they are really intending to also come on my show, mm-hmm. and so that, and a lot of publishers I work together with. Oh, that's really to write newsletters, to write newsletters, and especially what you see, I'm in the Netherlands. I work together with a lot of people here in the Netherlands. They publish in Dutch, and I publish in English. So it's a natural partnership. Oh yeah, that's really cool. Good for you. That's yeah. great. So, having that said, it's just about. But I'm always interesting with the podcast. It's so extremely intense. People, you have to do a word. You have to click to listen. Yeah, but you know what? Audio is just growing massively and it's becoming so popular because people can do it on the run. They can do it when they're traveling. They can do it when they're exercising. They can do it as they, you know, commute back from work, to and from work. And I think that it really, it's hands-free and I think people, you know, love the storytelling aspect of it and really getting in and listening to people and learning more about them. And I think... As hosts, we need mm-hmm. to show parts of ourselves and who we are on the inside, and that helps our guests to connect with us, I think. And I think that's a really good way to grow your audience is to really make those connections by showing who you truly are, which is really important. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and just uh, share your complete life. That's basically what I do in my podcast. Yeah, yeah. Just share your life on the fun journey of making money. Yeah, exactly. And you know what? I think my understanding is that the biggest podcasts that connect with people are business and money-making podcasts and true crime podcasts. I think they're the ones that get the most listens. Would you agree? Uh, Partly, but I would also include sports. And not for the live sports, but go to in-depth yet. I mean, you see in the U.S. that ESPN, the Sport Talk Network, and also all the sport networks are in big problems. Because oh, all the sport I didn't talk, know that. You can listen to it in your car at the moment you like it. Ah, right. I didn't know there was a big sport um, a genre in podcasting. So that's interesting. Really, it's growing. And you see, uh, I recently had a chat with someone who is working for a sports network in the US. And they offer me one hour slot on a daily basis. So seven days a week. And they see their listenership online and everything is just crashing with the exception of live sports it's just collapsing because you can listen to it in your car to the shows that you like you can skip the commercials yeah and they don't have a solution for it no so that could really mean that they're going to suffer in the long run because podcasting is just going to continue to grow it really is i i feel i feel like we've come into it just at the right time yeah, but what, what I always say, talk radio, traditional talk radio, is just dead. Yes, I think so. Why should I tune into a radio station A, B, C, D, E at the moment that they want to bring me that thing? Well, I have a headset. I can listen to what I like from anywhere in the world. Yeah, and you know what? I, mean, I think for me it's even taking over reading books. Like I haven't, since I discovered podcasts, I've rarely read a book because... I would much rather listen to somebody telling me a story, whether it's interview podcasts or true crime or, well, they're the yeah, I think they're the two genres that I'm most into in podcasting. But I listen every single day. I love it. 
Oh well, for me, I listen to around the ten hours a day to podcast, so it's just shopping. Ten hours! I'm, <laughs> wow! Yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> well, I always say I write, I write investment reports, uh, which I have to make money from. So, well, I'm doing that. I'm listening to a podcast. Oh, that's about cool. About things. And yeah, that's that so I, good. Yeah, I mean, also podcasts that are not really in my comfort zone, like your show, which is definitely out of my thing. Yeah. So that's why it's in. To trick my mind and think about things. Oh, great. Well, thank you so much for giving my podcast a listen and for having a go at something (laughs) that's outside your comfort zone. I I really appreciate it. And um, I think I have so many diverse guests that there's something for everybody there if you just read through and see what you're interested in. Um, And I must admit, I completely recognize what you say about reading books. But I must say, I don't read books, I listen to books, due to the fact that I'm uh, partly sighted or legally blind. So, reading Ah. is not a great mix. Yeah, of course. Yeah, Yeah. of course. And that's why listening to podcasts or... But I guess listening to podcasts has probably replaced audiobooks for you a bit, has it? Partly. uh, My books are down. I did on average a book a day, and now I do a book a week. Oh, okay. So there you go. <laughs> you, yeah. you, 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 ha- you have moved over to the podcast as well. Yeah. But um, I, yeah. that's the other thing. There are a lot of people that work in jobs where they do, they work alone or they do repetitive yeah. tasks or whatever. So some people listen to podcasts all day like you do. I, I, ca- mm-hmm. I don't have that luxury because I've got to be teaching and interacting with kids and stuff like that. So I can't listen at work, yeah. but I listen every night for a couple of hours. And and more yeah. on weekends. Yeah. I always say when you're sitting on a ferry. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Podcast and then. Always. Yeah. My ferry's ferry 25 minutes. So by the time yeah. I walk home, yeah. like it's a 15 minute walk up the hill in um, Lama Island. Oh. So by the time I get Lovely. home, I've usually finished one podcast. <laughs> you are living in a beautiful area of Hong Kong. Seriously. It is beautiful. Yeah. You know what? I don't know anywhere in the world where you could find a tropical island like the one we live on where there's no cars and it's a Chinese fishing village and people have got to walk everywhere and it's just a great little community. I feel so lucky to be here. Yeah. Definitely on my agenda to buy an house or lease a house when I'm back over in Asia. Oh, cool. Cool. It's just a lovely area. Yeah, okay, it's uh, awesome. Are there, yeah. are there any final concerns or things you want to say to my lovely listeners? Um, I'd just like to say thank you so much for having me and I hope your listeners will check out my podcast, Hong Kong Confidential, which is on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify and anywhere really that you find your podcasts. And if people want to buy my book, Fool Me Twice, they can get it on Amazon and it's in, you know, 20 countries around the world on Amazon. So just search for it. But for those people in Europe who are listening, probably UK Amazon would be the best bet. And it's on US Amazon and, yeah, buy it. And, and in the end of the book, I put a whole lot of tips about online dating safety and how to keep safe and what to do in an emergency and red flags that you should look for if you're online dating. So it's not only a really good gripping kind of story, which made my parents cry they felt so sad for me um it's yeah it's also a really good teaching tool for people not to get caught in the same trap that i was so yeah and thank you so much for having me it's been amazing talking to you the honor is all on my side i want to have more inspirational guests like you on it 
Oh, thanks. That's so nice of you. <laughs> and uh, yeah, hello to everybody from Hong Kong and thank you for listening. Oh, well, then uh, I will say thanks for the end. All the listeners love to making some money, but you will have to pay tax upon your money. But that's to change. You can save on your tax. Pay no tax. Completely legal. Start earning more money so you can take care for your beloved ones. So you can travel visa-free. Get yourself the tax-free passport. Get yourself the starting point to a tax-free lifestyle. A lifestyle which is an ultimate freedom. Hofprofit.com slash passport. I say Hofprofit.com slash passport. European Union imposed completely global covering privacy laws. So it's the highest time for you to be transparent. Unless you want to pay a 20 million euro fine. And yes, the European Commission is on a witch hunt. So get ready. So check out GDRP compliance course on Hofprofit.com slash GDRP. That's Hofprofit.com slash GDRP. We are living in a tremendous time. Never it has become so easy to become the next millionaire. If it's become the next self-made millionaire by selling your home or your business or by constantly and ongoingly do moving towards the great glorious millionaireship. You can do it also. It just commits hard work, training, commitment and honesty. Visit hofprofit.com millionaire for the millionaire report and join the queue on the highway to success. WordPress offers you many great opportunities to build a great website, webshop and spread your message. If it's your blog or your desire to become financially independent, WordPress is there for you to help you. WordPress has many hidden, hidden features no one knows. So visit hofprofit.com slash WordPress for the WordPress training menu. Social media is here. Facebook, Snapchat, Twitter, Weibo, Blogging, LinkedIn, Swan, Google+. But how to use them in your advantage? Get yourself the social media export course. It's the smart point to use all social media in your advantage without burning all your time. Hofprofit.com slash SMM. I say Hofprofit.com slash SMM. The Brexit is here. Article 50 is triggered. The talks are going on. Unprecedented change will happen. We know this. We know things for certain. The Brexit is a profit maker, at least if you are open for making some money. Get yourself the profitable Brexit report. It explains how the Brexit could happen, the economic fundamentals. Finally, also a few great methods to make some money on the Brexit. So are you a profit maker? Are you someone that's open-minded when it comes to making profits? Check hofprofit.com slash Brexit. The stock markets are heading towards record height. At the same time, the government spending is at all-time high with tax revenue going to all-time low. This means only one thing can happen. The complete system is gonna collapse. Stock markets and shares, bonds, mutual funds, it's all gonna go down the drain. So get ready, prepare yourself for the upcoming collapse and check the Survive the Collapse report. Hofprofit.com slash collapse. Oh well, what do you say about that one? It's another great inspirational interview. Um, so with that, it's almost time to salute you and to start the weekend celebrations. Um, but first, check out our check out Hong Kong Confidential podcast. Check out our book, and I strongly suggest you to check out hofproper.com where you have a free daily email newsletter, which you can always sign up if you wish. It's free. You get a lot of great insights, and you get the head notices. And to give you a teaser for next Monday, I was on US radio, and next Monday you can hear that interview. So with that, I will wish you a great weekend, and I will say cheers. Hey, it's Lodewijk. 
I'm really happy that you took the time to listen this moment to my podcast. I'm honored. I'm pleased with it. And I respect your choice for your life. Because you made a choice. You made a choice for success. But please keep a few moments for yourself. First of all, this is a disclaimer. So it's all the legal stuff. But for any penny you invest, please take the time. Take as much time that you make that you need to make the money to invest before you invest and literally go sit go from your desk by the where, wherever you're gonna make the investments wherever you're gonna do it you're gonna stand up and stand up and look at that, that empty share and just ask yourself five five questions five terrible questions about the investments decisions you're gonna make it's your money so be wise with it the information in this podcast is not intended to be true it's not to be it's not an advice we don't sell or recommend anything we just talk it's general information and please and from the deepest of my heart i mean it means a lot to me that you are listening to the show but please just treat your money smartly you're here because you want to get ahead of life not you because you want to lose so take your time you're no profit makers are decision makers but decision makers and especially profitable and decision makers are informed decision makers so let's go and let's move a step ahead one tiny baby step at a time we are profitable decision makers